FM. The following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim, to life, with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, welcome to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more. Murray's guest, Liz James, OAM, committee member of the Australian Jewish Historical Society and the Australian Jewish Genealogical Society. Good of you to join us here on L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more on 92.3 FM, 3 Z. On with the show! Liz James, OAM, is a committee member of the Australian Jewish Historical Society and the Australian Jewish Genealogical Society. She maintains the collection for both societies in the Lamb Library and is a part of a team adding a list of genealogical resources to a worldwide digital database. She's also responsible for assuring that each year a cohort of students from various Jewish schools have access to important records kept within the resource collections of both societies. The Walking App, A Jewish Walk Through Marvellous Melbourne, is an excellent resource for learning about the early lives of Jewish people in Melbourne and the buildings they lived in. And it's this role that will be the focus of our discussion. Welcome to L'Chaim, Liz. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Liz, could you give our listeners just a brief history of the Australian Jewish Historical Society and what the aims of the organisation are today? Right. The Australian Jewish Historical Society started in 1939 in Sydney. Soon it grew. We had so much material and so many people had gone to different states. We set up a branch in Victoria and there's one in Perth. There was one in Sydney, there's one in Canberra and a few in uh, Brisbane. So what we do is we collect and we have artefacts. We have the artefact from the Geelong Synagogue, the Muck and David, before it was pulled down. We collect artefacts, but we also collect documents. We've got the original Sir Isaac Isaac's declaration when he was inaugurated. So we have a lot of priceless things. And these priceless things are kept in the State Library. Anybody welcome to go through our collection in the State Library in the manuscript section. 104 boxes of information important documents right from the very beginning. We have St Kilda Hebrew Congregation, all of their records, East Melbourne Hebrew Congregation. We have so many synagogue records as well as every society that has been in Melbourne right from the beginning. We have their records and they still belong to the societies but they're held in great condition, you know, for people writing their theses or writing or wanting to do information we have to preserve them in best collections. The Lamb Library is with the Genealogical Society and the Historical Society, our book collection, and we also have maps, journals and other things that people can come in and look at. And we also help the children with their roots projects, with family trees, and we help them look beyond Australia. So they sort of we work together because you have to know your history before you can find your ancestors. Like, why did your ancestors come to Australia? There was a gold rush. Mm. Oh, we want Ballarat. 
oh, there was a synagogue in Ballarat, sort of mounts up to having to know you can't find your ancestors until you know. There were lots of Jewish hawkers who went from stall to Castlemaine. They they slept all over with their little sacks and sold things and pulled out shirts and sheets, and they went from town to town, and some of them settled there. So the history of the, the Melbourne population, as well as our walk, which is concentrated in mm. East Melbourne, Carlton and Melbourne, yeah. there are lots of uh, records that we have all over Victoria. Well, it's good that you've mentioned that walking tour because uh, that's where we're going to go now. It's called A Jewish Walk Through Marvellous Melbourne. It's an app that you devised together with David Chester. What was the inspiration behind this undertaking and how did you select the walk that is currently available? All right. We already had the walk. In 1983, the Historical Society devised two brochures. You could do it on your own or there are the Jewish Museum actually takes guided tours. So we had the tours and they were inaugurated with the Hart Foundation. And what we decided was Sydney had just finished their walk and they had to find the information from books, but we had all the information. So what we decided was put that information on a map and make it in real time. So you can actually go to that stop on your phone, see where you are, And the beauty of that is a lot of the buildings are still there, which in Sydney they've been pulled down. So it says put your back towards the Sydney Harbour. But in Melbourne you actually can see the building. And Nahum Mm. Barnett was the most prolific architect and nearly every street in Melbourne is a building designed by him, Her Majesty's Theatre, the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation in South Yarra, which is not actually in the city, London Tavern. He did multitude of buildings, and he wasn't just the Jewish community used him, he was used by the general public. So you actually can see these buildings and the architecture, and then we learn about some very famous places. I want to mention one, stop number 10, and I'm not going to say the name because it's the article in our journal that we want people to read. I want to tell you about it. We find Leah Abrahams and her four sons who were described as shrewd and shady business people, and they were involved in terrible white-collar crime. And so the family name, the Abrahams, was synonymous with fraud and dishonesty. Now, Leah Abrahams, her husband was actually the grandson of Emmanuel Money Moses, and Emmanuel Money Moses was one of the Jews involved in the great gold dust robbery. He and fellow Jew were transported to Tasmania for 14 years as a result of this robbery, Mm. and Emmanuel actually tried to pass the gold dust to his daughter Alice. Now, they had four sons, In 1895, the four sons were charged with fraud for selling cheaply produced guns and they stamped with trademarks of superior brands. They all four received 12 months prison sentences and they actually boasted that they had 20,000 guns but they only had 500. Now, after Henry died, his wife Leah had to sell the house and all the lavish furniture that was packed in every room had to be sold immediately. So a huge crowd gathered on the veranda, the footpath and the road. And when you find out which building, it's actually quite a busy road. The people came to see or to buy the lavish items that were all stolen. The four sons later, when they got out of prison and 
there is another theory that they were framed, but I'm not going to mention that. The four sons were later accused of rape, money lending, bribery and corruption. And the full scandalous story is featured in our latest journal and it's written by our editor, Hilary Rubenstein. And one interesting note is at the time, the Jewish Herald did not talk about it. They kept it quiet. Not like today where <laughs> as soon as something like that happens, the Jewish news is first on the notes with the uh, guess what's happening, the scandal. So this is really a riveting read, but at that time in 1895, it was kept quiet. So that's just one of the stops. Another one I mentioned, Rintel. Now, Rintel was at Melbourne Hebrew Congregation and he was the shocker and not the rabbi. And he actually disapproved or disobeyed some of the rules of conversion. Now, there were so many men who came to Australia for the gold rush and there weren't enough Jewish women to serve them. So Rintel was quite good at saying, yes, 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 you can do, you can marry, and he ran up against trouble against the board of Burke Street then. And he also, now this is a bit controversial because now circumcisions are not so controversial, but at that time you had to have a Jewish mother and he actually sidestepped and uh, went through a grandfather and he did a lot of things on one day he wouldn't get out of bed to bury a lady because he said she didn't have any money for the burial. So he was moved on to East Melbourne Hebrew Congregation and it started in two different places before Albert Street. So um, Reverend Rintel brought 30 of his followers with him to the East Melbourne Hebrew Congregation and with that they were foreign Jews so that Melbourne Hebrew Congregation kept the British Jews with their top hats and their tails and along came the foreigners, 40 of them started the new shore. Now, the thing is, at the time, they all came from different countries, Belarus, Lithuania, Russia, Mm. and they all had different accents. So when they were praying and when they were davening, one person would say it that way. So they would stop and scream at each other. Now, this is not new because congregations have been screaming and arguing and everything forever. This got so bad that my husband's great-grandfather was president 13 times. At one stage, people got on the tables and uh, screamed and swore and the meetings had to be abandoned. Another day they wouldn't put the heating on because of a dispute with the local non-Jewish people. So scandals have been nothing new and they keep going right through. Those two examples have given me, and certainly the listeners, just a taste of what they're in for, not only from the tour but the journal articles themselves. I've had a quick scan of the sites on the Melbourne Walk and I've already put that walk into my uh, must-do list. The thing is it includes so many familiar buildings and sites, but the text, which is excellent, by the way, links them all to some aspect of Jewish heritage in Melbourne. I'd love to see an equivalent walking tour of Carlton proper, which was such an important hub of Jewish life when it came to Australia in the early 50s. I can remember the impact on me of the Jewish Museum of Australia's large house-by-house map of Carlton that listed many names of residents and shopkeepers in that suburb. Are there plans for additional tours? Well, in actual fact, the Jewish Museum has about 10 different tours and Carlton is one of them. And 
the 14th of November, if anybody wants to go on that one. There is a cost and they can contact the Jewish Museum. There's one of St Kilda, there's one of Carlton, East Melbourne, Ballarat. There's so many. Mm. Don't miss the Carlton one. It's run by Terry Ashton and it's really fantastic. Oh. And and, and you say the house by houses, Um, we have all that information. We have all the notes for those tours. As yet, we haven't put them on a free walking app, Mm. but the Historical Society in Sydney is looking to put all of them and definitely around Australia, Jewish places of interest. I thoroughly recommend our audience look at the Australian Jewish Historical Society website just by searching the society's name. And uh, also to see Melbourne in a totally new light by downloading the app. Uh, Just search your app store for Walks of Jewish Australia. And once it's downloaded, select either the Melbourne tour or if you happen to be in Sydney, now that it's possible to travel there, take the Sydney tour. Liz, we'd love to have you back on the program in the near future to talk about the work of the Australian Jewish Genealogical Society. Liz James, OAM, committee member of the Australian Jewish Historical Society and the Australian Jewish Genealogical Society. Thank you so much for describing the important work of the society and also for providing Melburnians and tourists with a superb walking tour. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How about Murray's interview with Liz James? What great work. I will definitely be downloading the Walks of Jewish Australia app, plugging in the earpiece and going for a few spatsiers. Okay, that's it. Another Lachaim nearly guzzled. We've still got some time for a couple of plugs and comments. Some great news. The historical, magnificent Ballarat Shul is back this Saturday after all the compulsory COVID closures with its monthly Shabbat service commencing at 1030 I've been to the shul a number of times and it's well worth participating in a Shabbat service and checking out this historical shul. The names on the plaques and the Queen's Prayer are amazing. For more information, contact the person pretty much solely responsible for keeping the Ballarat shul active, Max Lasky, 0418-335-446. Yashikoyach, Max. There is another important day happening this Sunday, November 14th. World Kindness Day. And the team at our kitchen table have lots of World Kindness Day activities happening. Making and decorating bookmarks for women in prison. Dressing care dolls for disadvantaged kids and Alzheimer's patients. Decorating and planting pots of succulents for residents in aged care. Baking fruit muffins to be distributed to people experiencing homelessness in Melbourne. And lots, lots more. They're free events and all ages are welcome. All the information is available on the Our Kitchen Table Facebook page or you can contact the co-presidents, Liz Davidson and Vivian Golubek on their Facebook pages. Our Kitchen Table, a charity about creating, connecting and community. Tonight is the 10th of November, right in the middle of three significant days, the 9th, 10th and the 11th of November. November 9 and 10, 83 years ago, 1938, was to me the beginnings of the Holocaust. Kristallnacht, the Night of Broken Glasses, a pogrom against Jews carried out by the Nazi party's Sturm Abettelung, the SA Stormtroopers. November 10th this year is Ben-Gurion Day, an Israeli national holiday celebrated annually on the 6th 
of the Hebrew month of Kislev to commemorate the life and vision of the Zionist leader and Israel's first Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion. On this day, state memorial services are marked by institutions of the State of Israel on basis of the IDF and in schools. The movie Ben-Gurion epilogue, which I saw at GIF when it came out three years ago, is sensational. A real insight into the amazing mensch, David Ben-Gurion. Right, you'll find in about 15 minutes to half an hour a recording of tonight's Lachaim program at 3zzz.com.au. Click on the down arrow in the Listen to a Show Square and scroll down to the Jewish group. You'll find it there. Links to YouTube recordings of tonight's interviews will be posted to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages tomorrow. Lachaim podcasts are also available at JWire, Digital Jewish News Daily for Australia and New Zealand. Please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. The Hebrew Hour, Shabbat Shalom, 3pm on Friday, and the Yiddish Hour, 11am on Sunday. If you'd like to contact us here at L'Chaim, our email is lchaim3zzz at gmail.com. For only $16, please consider becoming a member of the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. And for seniors, it's just $11. Again, Click on 3zzz.com.au. Many thanks again to Team Lachaim, Dr. George Banky, the executive producer, Dr. Mori Frankel, and Jeff Deegan. Baruch Dayan Ha'emet. And as we all know, November the 11th is that very, very important day each year, Remembrance Day. And we remember with a minute's silence on the 11th minute of the 11th hour of the 11th day, lest we forget. So thank you for tuning in and please join us again next week on L'Chaim. My name is Morris Klein. I'm Yisrael Chai and peace.